I'm reading the Wall Street Journal this weekend, and they had a story about Joe Franklin. No, not Joe Franklin, the commentator of the TV talk shows who would say, uh, my friends, here we are strolling down memory lane, whether it's uh, 1 o'clock in the morning, 3 o'clock in the morning, or 8 a.m. in the morning, we still say, good morning. No. J.O. Franklin. Joe Franklin. Who... I have to tell you, before this front-page story in this weekend's Wall Street Journal, I did not know who she was. And what a fascinating article. I am going to read. I just linked to it right now on my Facebook page. You can read the whole thing for yourself because it's worth reading. It's simultaneously riveting, fascinating, and incredibly sad. Um, If you don't have a subscription to the Wall Street Journal, you can uh, just go to archive.ph and Copy and paste the link in there, and you can read it on there. But anyway, University of Florida officials went back and forth with documentary filmmaker Joe Franklin. Again, not the man that said, uh, uh, Martin Paint, it ain't just paint. They went back and forth with documentary filmmaker Joe Franklin over details for a planned gala in Franklin's honor at the Four Seasons Hotel in Washington, D.C. Now, that's something. Franklin had pledged $2 million to her alma mater and requested her guest list for the party include the entire staff of the PBS NewsHour. A day before the gala, school officials learned her seven-figure check had bounced. Now, imagine. You got this big gala because of a seven-figure donor that's giving $2 million the day before the gala. A lot of effort, a lot of planning, a lot of money goes into planning a gala. Just ask Margot Katsimatidis. She is the master gala planner of anybody I've ever seen. Nobody puts on a gala like her. But the day before, the person they're honoring, their check bounces. So they boarded their flight to Washington, where the gala was going to be, hoping to straighten everything out. So then the next day, the day of the gala, they found out that Miss Franklin had not arrived at the Four Seasons and the credit card number she gave the hotel wasn't working. A person who identified as Franklin's assistant emailed to say Franklin had broken her foot and couldn't make it to Washington. University workers began phoning guests to say the gala was canceled. So the school's esteemed graduate, once a journalist and documentary filmmaker specializing in the Middle East, and this is the whole story in the Wall Street Journal, emerged as a troubled and gifted fabulist. The $2 million gift was an illusion, and it was just one in a years-long string of fantasies concocted by Franklin, who tumbled from a life of apparent success To homelessness. For years, she persuaded many people around her that she was living the high life. But she was homeless. This homeless and, I think, mentally ill woman basically tricked all sorts of people into thinking she was super wealthy. I mean, this is the stuff of a movie. I guarantee you they're going to make a a movie about this woman's life. I mean, the sad thing is I think it would have to be a movie that would be based on a true story because in in actuality it's pretty sad. So her career 
was focused on covering the Middle East. She went from living comfortably to being homeless and denying reality. There were nights she lived in a hotel parking garage in South Florida. She reported, she, apparently, according to the journal, she befriended people at a local Starbucks and told them about having a personal driver and her home on Jupiter Island. She told them she stayed at a local hotel in order to remain near her job. And the regulars at Starbucks gradually realized she often wore the same clothes and had holes in her shoes. Uh, reportedly, Franklin claimed she did not own a cell phone to avoid being tracked by the Saudis. Her brother, George Franklin, wrote um, to his family back in 2014, she is very ill and we need to have her put into a medical treatment facility of some type before she harms other people and herself. He reportedly said Franklin wasn't ever going to admit she had a problem. See, Joe Franklin had married and had a daughter and a son. And she split from her husband around 1996, moved alone to California. Her family reportedly believed she became lost in her fantasies shortly after the divorce. Ashley Trout, Franklin's daughter, said Franklin spent beyond her means in California, concerning herself more with image than employment. Ashley, her daughter, reportedly confronted her mother about spending more than she should and lying. And she tells the journal, I don't think she had the ability to stop lying. When anyone started to tamper with that fantasy land, according to her son, it would get very, very dark. Her siblings saw her for the final time in 2009 at their father's funeral, and she was reportedly, she was re- reportedly to be cut from his will as he believed her claims of wealth, but inherited roughly $400,000, according to her sister. So she was arrested multiple times for allegedly stealing from stores and possessing marijuana. She was evicted from her California rental property in 2013, and she went to Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. And her siblings hatched a plan with her Starbucks friends in 2022. Her brother rented an apartment and had her friends offer her a house-sitting gig to convince his sister to move in. See, this guy, even though he didn't really talk to his sister, was so concerned about his sister being homeless that he rented an apartment for her to live in. But he knew she wouldn't take it from him. So she got he got the friends at Starbucks to say, hey, Joe, can you do me a favor? I'm going to be out of town for renovations or whatever story they concocted. Can you house sit for me? And she lived there in that apartment that her brother secretly rented for her until her death in uh, July. Of last year. She, according to her son, she hurt so many people and nobody was more of a victim of whatever this illness was than herself. And I thought it was interesting for a few reasons. One, because clearly this was a very bright woman that had descended into mental illness. I thought it was also interesting that her family, even though they were estranged, really did want to help her and were prepared to spend money to help her, even if it was totally anonymous. But the thing about it that I find so interesting is that she was able to trick so many people into thinking she was a big shot when she was homeless. And I wonder how many other people 
are out there like this. I've known a few con artists over the years, but in most cases, you could tell they're a con artist. I, mean, I, I kind of go along with it because I'm amused by hearing their their stories of grandeur and so forth. But I feel like I can usually tell when someone's full of it. The people that she was dealing with, the University of Florida that planned this gala at the Four Seasons in Washington, they had no idea. They went through all this rigmarole because they thought they were getting there on, um, you know, uh, getting this $2 million check. In 2004, her daughter was taken to the hospital after a rock climbing fall in Japan. Franklin called the hospital and said she was flying there on Colin Powell's jet. Ashley tells the journal, I get my mom on the phone and I tell her, listen, here's the deal. There's no jet. You don't have access to Colin Powell's jet. And um, that's one of the things that led to the decline of their relationship. So I'm curious if you've known people like this, either in your own family or that you've encountered, that are homeless or totally destitute and are able to convince people that they're very well-to-do and influential. 